1: Welcome to What's the Score, a series solely dedicated to the support of Central Florida's small business and entrepreneurs. Donated as a community
0: service by Salem Media Group. Now, here's Christopher Hart and Rich Jekyll.
1: Hello again and welcome to What's the Score, the show designed to help you develop that winning combination and execute it to perfection so that you can make as much money and have as much fun in the business world as possible. I am Christopher Hart of the American Adversaries Radio Show. And speaking of fun, fellas, we got today in the studio, of course, Rich Jekyll Love Score.
2: Hello, Christopher.
1: Not for the faint of heart. <laughs> I was wondering what you were going to say today. All right, well, welcome once again, as I say, folks, to the show. We appreciate you listening, and we especially appreciate you telling your uh, family and friends about the show as the
2: audience continues yeah, to grow. Co-workers and networking. And yeah, that's what it's the all words about. Getting out. You it know, is. we got a phone call saying, "Hey, where are the last three episodes on the website?" Well, you guys better get on the stick I and get out there. Our poor guy had an accident and he oh. was out. Ooh. Oh, okay. So well, we're on it. We're on it. All right.
1: And, of course, SCORE is a great organization. Been around, how many years now? 50, Been around 53? 50. 53, I think it was. Uh, well, let's see. Orlando just celebrated the 50-year 50 50 chapter.
2: That's right. 50 so years of this 51. chapter. 51. 51. 51.
1: All right. So it's a great organization, and it's stocked full of great people, over 10,000 now nationwide. 10,000, men. And these folks are all, you know, scarred, nicked, and <laughs> cut up from the business world. And they want to
2: keep you from having to undergo that uh, process, too. And they're there for your asking. And you know what? I figured out that the, we've got so many. That's a lot of counselors. It but is. We've got so many because of us the How's baby that? boomers. Oh yeah. Because we've already lived our business lives, many of the volunteers, yeah. Yeah, my god. So that's where they're coming from. Yeah. I bet you you'll see a big drop after, you know, we ter- take the dirt nap. Well, let's hope
1: not. Because it's a great organization <laughs> and it's there for those next generations. Yeah. Yep. Uh, as we said, these are people who have been through the school of knocks and they're there to keep you from getting knocked around yourself. And the best part about it is the big F word, my friend. It is free. free. <laughs> All you have to do is ask for their help. And uh, you can do it in several different ways. Call them on the phone and make an appointment and go down and and speak with one of the counselors. And they'll give you a little screening on the phone, you know, kind of figure out which counselor will be the best fit for you. Because that's another great thing about SCORE is because there are so many volunteers. And by the way, you can be a volunteer too. uh, They can really cater and custom fit you to that need for your business, whether it is marketing or or if you're in the restaurant business and have a particular need there. or import-export, you name it. Uh, SCORE can hook you up with the right people. And as we said, the mentorship program is free. You can call them at 407-420-4844. That's 407-420-4844. And that's the phone number to their local office here, which is real easy to find. It's in the Fashion Square Mall in the Entrepreneur Center, the National Entrepreneur Center. And you know, last week we had Jerry Ross yeah, on the did. show. We did.
2: Yeah. He, he was talking about the vines. Great history of that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Even the vines on the wall That's outside. Right. Yep, yep. And uh, if you go to the Fashion Square Mall, just park in the parking garage right there by uh, Pennies, between Pennies and Sears and look for the vines and follow the vines. There and it will lead you to the area of growth. Entrepreneur is, is. Row, they call it. That's right. And SCORE is just one organization in the National Entrepreneur Center. There are many others. What did he all say? There. there was
2: 13 now, didn't I they? think
1: he said that, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're all there to help the entrepreneur here in Central Florida. So you can call and make an appointment, or if you're in a Fashion Square mall and just want to stop in and, and get an initial, you know, uh, look around, you can do that, too. You don't have to have a formal appointment. It'll be just a visit. won't be a sit-down meeting, but you can make the appointment at that point if you'd like. And, of course, you can always visit them on SCORE on the web, which is scoreorlando.org, scoreorlando.org. And because it is a national organization, there's a national website, too, which is simply score.org.
2: You know, when you go to scoreorlando.org, it has all the seminars upcoming and the dates and the times and the directions from anywhere to get to the Entrepreneur Center. So if you're going to come to a seminar, you need to register online. And please do that. And the reason why
1: is because you'll be given handout material at right. these seminars, and this will be for you to take home. This is part of the whole thing. Right. And uh, that's at the SCORE Orlando website. You'll see exactly what they're doing here, the seminars and breakfast series, which we'll be talking about here in just a few minutes.
2: And, and the most and important thing? The Biz Fest. No. Oh. The archive of the the show. Right. What's Uh, the SCORE archive for two and a half years, man? That's it. Two and a half years. Can you believe it? Time really flies in radio business.
1: SCOREOrlando.org. Now, the national website SCORE.org has business plans, templates, and that sort of thing that'll help you actually put together a proper business plan to get loans or investors or... Actually, just have a plan that you can see if you're doing what you, what you want to be doing.
2: That's exactly right.
1: And so it's all there for you. And then, of course, on Facebook, you can like us there too at score Orlando, right? exact
2: score Orlando.
1: That's right. Now, you know, uh, we mentioned uh, a minute ago that when you go to scoreorlando.org, uh, besides the archive there, you'll find a full lineup of all the seminars that they have going on. There'll be a uh, little uh, explanations of the seminar. Um, the seminars do usually have a cost of about thirty dollars, but once again, that handles your handout material. And believe me, even even if it was just the cost to go in there and sit and listen, uh, it's 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 well worth it because you'll come away with a, a great deal of knowledge uh, that you'd spend a lot of money going to school to get. You're not and, kidding. And, and this is from a lot your, of money in weeks, exactly. And this is from people, like I say, who are either in the business world now or have been in the business world, and they're there to help you. And so they also have other events going on, the Biz Fest, and I thought you were talking about it a while ago, yeah. and this breakfast series.
2: Oh yeah, that uh, is really booming,
1: and that's something new, isn't it? Fairly new. Yeah,
2: it is. We've been doing it for about a half a year now. And what was the goal? The goal was to just uh, get information out to the public about small businesses, and like I taught one on uh, how to fix your credit for instance, in in a business-type situation. So they're, they're very practical things, and they're the big F word. Free. Exactly. And because it is a breakfast series, of course, these
1: are held in the morning. At breakfast, exactly yeah. at, the, at the National Entrepreneur Center, exactly. And uh, to find out more about them, you have brought in another one of the presenters.
2: No, I brought in somebody that uh, you know. I'm continually worried about you, and so I brought in somebody <laughs> to keep your social legal. Your social legal, all right, right, all right. So, so why don't you introduce the gentleman? Well, his name is Michael Samani. Samani same thing
3: it is the same thing it's very close all <laughs> uh, right michael, it
2: michael yeah. <laughs> Got it. and he just finished a breakfast series
1: and michael Simani is an attorney at law and he's with the kilgore perlman stamp ornstein and squires law that, firm you got it and michael
3: welcome to the show well thank you very much thanks for having me
1: all right appreciate you being in here today uh when you uh first came in and uh I, uh, You know, you you said you held one of these breakfast series. Uh, my first question was, are you a volunteer at SCORE?
3: And I am. I Absolutely. I have uh, this this past week, I did a, a breakfast series for social media, keeping your social media legal for small businesses. That's right. I okay. got that, okay. that. That's, for that's well. you Keeping see, your social you legal. Got it. All right. <laughs> and then I have one coming up uh, in a couple of weeks also on employment law. Yeah. Uh, but the social media is, is a practice area that I've I've been developing uh, here locally with some of the small businesses and medium-sized businesses uh, in the okay. Orlando area. Right. And it's that that was one of the areas that SCORE thought that would be uh, very helpful for their, their businesses yeah. in the area to know more about. And, and it
1: is, too. It's a good idea that uh, we'll be talking about it today, and uh, we'll get more in-depth as the show goes along. But, you know, the social media is kind of... I think most people would think it's it's wide open, you know, wild west territory. There are no rules, this sure. sort of thing. Let me ask you first, though. Uh, how long have you been in uh, practicing law?
3: I've been practicing law uh, about seven years. Uh, I've been in the Orlando area for about six years. Oh, uh, yeah. Where are you from? Uh, originally from Detroit, Michigan, and yeah. I moved down with my family when I was about nine years old to uh, Sarasota Bradenton area. Okay, and I've been there really ever since until I started practicing uh, here in Orlando. Uh, found a a firm that was actually someone that I knew was uh, a partner there and mentioned that there was an opening there. thought it might be a good fit. Uh, A lot of car dealer law and a lot of car dealer clients and knew that I was a car guy, so I thought that would be a good fit, and it's been uh, history ever since.
1: All right. And you... You, you you haven't been in the business world yourself. I, I take it you went you look like a pretty young guy, so you went straight from uh, college and law school into practicing law.
3: Well, that's, I appreciate you saying that. no. Uh, I'm not, not, not that as young as I look maybe, but All right. <laughs> uh, no I actually so I actually started uh, my career in marketing. Uh, okay. and, and so I did marketing and advertising for quite some time for a couple of different boat manufacturers, also for a, a company in the healthcare industry and an entertainment company. And in doing that, it, a lot of the frustration was we'd send our advertisements off to legal and they'd come back and say, no, you can't do that. And we, so they got the reputation of being Mr. No. We'd send it to Mr. No. And they'd come back and say, you can't run that ad. <laughs> yeah. You have to change this. You have to change that. And after a while, after complaining to my family about it for so long, they said, you know what? Either stop complaining or go to law school and, yeah. and figure out the answers yourself. And that's what I did. I went and got my MBA and went to law school. And, uh, kind of come, come full circle from that. So I started doing co- commercial litigation, some transactional work, and a lot of my general counsel work now for small businesses is advising them on their advertising.
2: Awesome. So what's the car deal? I don't get the car deal. The law. car deal? You don't get the car law? So the no. car
3: law, there's, it's a, it's a very unique body. There's, uh, the car, uh, dealer industry has, has, uh, very unique aspects to it. So there's a lot of my car dealer clients have, with the advertising aspect, you have not only your normal FTC act, truth and advertising type stuff. But you also have uh your Truth in Lending Act, your consumer leasing act. There's a lot of things that you have with disclosures that have to be made. Oh. Uh and then there's a lot of uh regulatory work in in addition to, you know, disputes with manufacturers, consumer disputes. It's a it's a there, there are a lot of different facets to the industry and a lot of industry specific uh issues for, for legal. So it, it does become a, a little bit of a specialty practice area.
2: Wow. Okay. Who's the guy that talks so damn fast? Who's the guy that talks so
3: fast? Uh, you're going to narrow it down to one? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> There's the a disclaimer at right. the end of yes. every
2: commercial.
1: Well, they, they can do that uh, electronically. Oh, yeah, okay. and,
3: and they shouldn't be doing that, by the way. Just for the record, that's not a, a good disclosure. FTC has, has nobody said Nobody understands it. it. Nobody understands it. They've they've cracked down on a couple different car dealers in the past couple years uh, for doing kidding. that, yeah. saying that you yeah. have to have that as at the same cadence and same volume level as uh, the rest uh, of your ad. Thank so, goodness. Uh, we'll, we'll see if that actually catches on, though. <laughs> thank so, goodness. So
1: did you go to law school to become the Mr. No,
3: <laughs>
1: the doctor. I, no, you know, I
3: actually went part of part of going to law school, and I went to business school at the same time to get the MBA. And, right, and part okay. of that was for I wanted to not be the Mister No. I wanted to have an alternative out there instead of someone just you saying to no by a
1: plan that they that was going to qualify. Give a solution start. to somebody. Right. Yeah, don't yeah. just
3: tell someone no. Give them a say. You know, this is why, and this is some maybe here's a business alternative for okay. you. And this is what you can do.
1: All right, all right. Uh, as I said, we're going to talk about this a lot more during the hour here today. Michael Samani, Cim- uh, attorney at law. And and he is a volunteer at SCORE, and he also uh, is with a present a presenter in the breakfast series. Yeah. So we'll talk about Seminar, that, too. So you can yeah. come out and get a firsthand uh, listen to what he has to say. In the meantime, don't forget you're listening to What's the Score? And you can visit us at scoreorlando.org. And also, please like us on Facebook
2: at SCORE Orlando. Right, Rich? You got it, man. All right. Okay, we'll be right back.
1: Okay, welcome back to What's the Score—the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination and put it to use. All right, I am Christopher Hart, along with Rich Jakel. Today we're joined by joined by Michael A. Samani, attorney at law with Kilgore Perlman, and I take it uh, you guys. Uh, do business-type law? Is that what the firm is basically oriented
3: toward? It is, yeah. The firm has the traditional business services, so we have the commercial litigation, uh, corporate litigation, transactional work, and then some uh, trust and estates work as, all, as well for some succession planning and those sorts of things as well.
1: Uh-huh. And the website is kpsos.com? That's correct. kpsos.com. You were you were telling us that you actually started out in marketing, and at a boat company, I
3: think you said. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was at the time it was called American Marine Holdings, and they owned two boat makers. Well, one was Donzi Marine, and one was Proline boats. Okay. Uh, so we started out with them, and it was a small marketing department. Right. And so we really did everything for marketing wise, and that's where kind of had that that love for marketing, advertising grew, right. and now just came full circle to the legal side of it. And, and, it.
1: and you said that, that just about all the the ad uh, programs that. Uh, uh, campaigns that you guys came up with, they would come back and say no from the legal department.
0: Correct. Yeah, there, there
1: was. Well, it, it seems to me that if you didn't say you know, unsinkable (laughs) that what, what else, I mean, you're selling boats. So what could be the big deal?
3: You know, you would think so, right? It's, it's, uh, there's, there's a lot more that goes into it, especially when you get into some of these, uh, specific industries. Uh, you know, anytime that you're going to do, if you're going to, we would do a lot of co-op advertising with our dealers. So where we would, you know, we would, uh, sponsor part of the advertisement. They would sponsor part of the advertisement. And when you're doing financing terms, those sorts of things, since they're consumer loans, a lot of times different, different regulations apply to that. And then you, if you have a trigger term, you have to disclose those other terms uh so it gets a little bit more complicated than that and there's they're very kind of subtle nuances that's that's actually what i see a lot with my clients is that there's you know a, a bit, they're not trying to do anything misleading they're not trying to do anything that's that's deceptive to anybody but the way that the ftc looks at it the way that different states attorneys general look at it it's if it's what a, a reasonable consumer could uh imply from some of the statements that are being made and that gets stretched a little bit so you, you want to be careful about some of the things that you say that could be interpreted a different way so is that how you got into the social media because it was drifting over there? It, it is. You know, so in advertising, they always say you want to advertise where the eyes are. Well, lately, the adver- the eyes aren't on as much TV because you, no. you can fast forward through commercials, no. right? No, They're not as much on outdoor advertising on billboards, that kind of stuff. It's everyone's eyes are on social media or, so or every- radio or, or radio. Absolutely. <laughs> and we do a lot. We do radio advertising as well. So there yep. you go. Good. But yeah, no, everyone's on social media and that's where the eyes are. So that's where a lot of advertisers are, are putting their ads. And it's not just the paid ads. It's any kind of post that you do talking about your business that's considered an advertisement. So a lot of the things that go into those posts that are just, you know, the, the business owner thinks I'm just doing a, I'm just doing a post. It's not it's not a, something that's supposed to be like a, it's not a paid ad. It's not something the FTC is going to look at. Well, it is. And they, and they are looking at that.
1: What would be something that someone would post that yeah. might get the FCC? F, yeah, FCC irritated. Yeah, well, they, <laughs> did you say FTC or FCC? FTC? Uh, FTC? Federal Trade uh, Commission. Trade yeah. Commission. Yeah. Okay, absolutely. Well, just give us an example of some some guy just. Instantly put something up, but it, sure. it, it it gets it's a red flag to them. Yeah, the
2: small
3: businesses out there, what should they not do? Well, one of the things that they they need to be able to do is what we see a lot where if someone's going to make an offer an advertisement, this they make an advertising claim saying this is what you're going to get for what you're what you're paying. If there are terms and exclusions and limitations and conditions on any of that part of that offer, those disclosures have to be made in a certain way. It's not just enough to make them. And, and here's where it gets a little bit complicated too. Is is in print? You can I can look at it and say. Hey, this is in twelve point type. It's right. It's this is how the close proximity to the claim that's being made in social. Everyone's viewing things on mobile, right? So you're not. It's it's not. I can't. It's not enough to look at a, a, a computer screen and say this disclosure is appropriate. I got to look at it on these space constrained screens. And see if it's rendered the same way as it is on the computer and then still do a different analysis for that to see where, oh if, if the disclosure is still appropriate. And then you have other issues where there's like, for example, a lot of, a lot of small businesses find it uh, pretty effective to run contests, right? If you like say uh, for a restaurant, let's, if you, you know, post a picture of you eating in my restaurant and do hashtag, whatever the restaurant's name is and you're entered to win a free dinner. Well, the FTC has looked at that in a, in a couple different contexts and said, well, that really, I mean, you're giving them something to advertise for you. That's an endorsement. And that's some that's got to be disclosed that's got to be disclosed that it's a it's they're getting compensated in some way even if it's just the the chance to win something that's still compensation so there there are certain disclosures you have to make when you do certain things like that it's a lot of the stuff is not necessarily as intuitive like you look at it and go well that's got to be that's got to be a lie it's got to be false it's not about lying and false it's about what uh, a reasonable consumer could be misled by
1: all right let, let me let me back up just a little bit we'll, we'll get back up to this. Uh, so you got into law, and it's it led you into this direction. How did you end up volunteering at Score?
3: Score, you know, I've always had kind of a love for business. I mean, that's what I really wanted to do when I was first getting out of out of high school. I wanted to do business, and that's what led me into marketing. I was, I love the business side of it, and I've always. Uh, Throughout my career, it's always, I've always had that, that kind of love and passion for businesses. And so to be able to give back to business, help them, you know, what, what we, I had seen a lot was I was getting hired to defend a lawsuit or I was getting hired to defend a regulatory action. And my thought is, we, let's get out ahead of this and let's, let's give some business owners the, the tools that they need to not be in that position in the first place. And so I've tried to kind of craft some products for them and some, some services that, that can get them in compliance before they do anything. And I think score is a great way to do that because they go and get the, the, the free information and yeah. something they can use right away to not cost them later in their legal fees. Yeah. I want to go back Seems to. It kind of, kind of le- productive, though. It yeah. is, you know. It's probably not a great business plan for <laughs> That's me. What I'm saying, <laughs> but I want to help. So it's. <laughs> I will. I'll take that. I'll fall on the sword on that one.
2: Okay. I want to go back to your uh what you were talking about. What's illegal to uh-huh. do? Are you saying that in an advertisement it has to be the same font?
3: No, under a disclosure, it doesn't have to be the same font. But they look at certain things when you make a disclosure. So if I say. um Let's just say, for example and, and since I do a lot of car dealers let's let's use them as an example okay. if I say this is you know this is the price that you're going to have to pay for it, and you get this discount from it. if the discount's not available to the general public if a, if a normal consumer can't get come in and get that discount if it's only available to say veterans or if it's only available to recent college grads that's a material part of that offer and so that the way that has to be disclosed is it's got to be and 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 it's got to be conspicuous it's got to be close to the ad that it's close to the claim that's being uh, disclaimed it's got to be of a certain enough uh a big enough font right it doesn't have to be a specific kind of font but it has to be big enough to where you can still read it it's not small it's got to be distinguished from the background they go through a lot of different things to to make sure that this is a it's a it's a reasonable disclosure that will put the consumer on notice of really what those terms and conditions are
2: okay can you read that stuff read what the disclosures and stuff that they put down at the bottom well i was just
1: going to ask you uh this are you talking about print or yeah? Social? I'm talking
2: about print. I mean, I got to get out like uh, the pair of uh, the biggest eye yeah, magnifying glass, yeah, right. or something
1: like that. Yep. Yeah. Um, but is this what the FTC is doing? Are are they they are applying the same requirements for social media that they already had, or are they in addition to that as so, well?
3: Yeah. So there there are certain there are certain laws that apply to different types of uh, marketing. And what, what we've seen recently is the FTC is still applying just the same old FTC act. It's the same thing that says you, you know, it's, it's basically what's, if there's something that's unfair or deceptive to a consumer. It's the same rules, but how do we apply it to social media? How do we apply it to digital and mobile? Right. Uh, th- so they've actually come, out, FTC's come out with some guides to help businesses and th- those are always helpful. You go to the FTC website, you can pull those guides. That's a good start.
1: What's that? FTC.gov.
3: FTC.gov, absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can go there and, and get some websites and, and there's, they talk about digital disclosures. They talk about advertising on mobile or just using mobile apps. But the technology is progressing so fast, uh, that, that it's, it's, we're, the legal side of it is having a hard time saying, okay, well, this is illegal or illegal under that standard. Uh, for example, FTC is, has kind of towed the line a little bit and, and maybe is on the fence with some of these contests where if I if I click like on Facebook, is that an endorsement? And, and what they've said is, well, you know, the way Facebook is set up, there's not really a way to disclose it. So it might be, but we're really not going to go after it right now.
2: Well, wait a minute. Every time somebody hits like on our website – I consider that an endorsement,
3: don't you? It's well, what the difference is, is, what they're talking about is if you hit if you do a contest where you say if you click like, you're entered into the contest. That's going to be then a paid endorsement. You can, you can have a consumer like your page all day long. What, what they, what the FTC was looking at was if, if, if they're
1: somehow being compensated, being compensated or compensated. lured type to do it. Exactly.
3: Right? Uh, uh, and uh, that okay. would
1: be the contest is to get people to sort of lure you in to do it. Absolutely. You know, with, and, and with, with it hanging out a carrot out there. Exactly. Exactly. Right? Oh, and got they it. want, they yep. want, the FTC wants that to be made clear, I take it.
3: They do. They do. And that's where it's, it's difficult because a lot of these new, new, you know, you look at Snapchat, you look at some of these other, you know, th- today I think uh, Twitter announced that. It's, it's extending the time for for videos to be coming from their Periscope app. Those are all going to be different challenges as far as what, how you can advertise to those, those new technologies and and do it correctly so where you're not getting into legal trouble. And it's as fast as that technology is progressing, the law is having a hard time keeping up to say, well, okay, what is and what isn't legal in that context. Same, applying the same old law. But in this context, how does it apply? Right. Uh, uh, so that's, that's really what the challenge is how, right now.
1: How do you actually implement <laughs> the yeah. law? Exactly. Right, with, with the new it? technology. Um, b- before, we're going to have to take a break here in another couple of minutes. But do, we're, we're talking about business
3: applications.
1: Correct. Are there social media laws that apply to just, you know, the average person using Facebook?
3: You know, I, there are. Um, right. it, they don't come into play as often, though. Uh, so you still have traditional, like, if, if, for, for defamation, slander type claims, obviously those, those can be done through that medium. Right. Uh, That's what I meant. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. That sort of thing. You can still, you can certainly do that. You can certainly do, um, you know, you can infringe on someone's trademark or copyright. That's another big issue for whoa, businesses. Whoa. What
2: do you mean by that? You can use their
3: icon or use, use their, their what? Yeah. So if you do, like if I'm, if I'm going to go in and, and I'm, I'm promoting my product, right? If if right. I'm, if I'm going to put on there an Apple logo or a Microsoft logo, something along those lines, that's been illegal for to do years. That, so. It is. But in the social media context, what happened, what you have happened a lot is businesses think that since there's a photo online, it's a photo on, Hey, I got it from Twitter. I got it from shot. Facebook. I can use that photo again. It's, it doesn't mean it's public domain just because it's you got it from Twitter.
1: Oh, my goodness. Once again, we're speaking <laughs> with Michael Samani. He is an attorney, and uh, his specialty is social media law, and he's available. If you would like to uh, go to their website, it's kpsos.com. You can give them a phone call if you like at 407-425-1020. That's almost like an IRS thing there. Four zero seven four two five ten twenty, and once again, the website is kpsos dot com, and. Uh, this is, uh, it's, it's obviously going to be a growing, if you will, industry, you know, this, this particular law, uh, branch of law, because as this media grows and people's uses of it grow, obviously the FTC, as you said, is trying to play catch up and they will continue to do that. And so yeah. there'll be continuously new rules, new regulations, new, Requires. There's no Absolutely.
2: way to foresee it. It's, it's very because technology
3: difficult. is changing. Well, I'll give you an so example fast. of it too. Even there's that, so the FTC recently sent a warning letter to a company called Silver Push, and what the company does is they they there's an app for your for your mobile phone, and you put the the app on your phone, and you can play games with it, you can do certain things with it, but what happens is in the background. It uses your phone's microphone and it can pick up an audio beacon from your from your TV and, and knows what you're shows you're watching. watching. Right. It knows what commercials you've just seen and it can it can do this behavioral advertising. Right, I want to push certain things to you because I know you're interested in that. Right, uh, if you're wa- watching Gordon Ramsay's cooking show, I can push to you some certain the same kind of the cookingware that he's using. Uh, those sorts of things are important for advertising, oh, cool. and that's where the new challenges for him. Okay, so well.
1: all right, we got a challenge because we have to take a break, but we'll be right back with more of what's the score. Okay, welcome back to What's the Score, the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business. Christopher Hart here along with Rich Jakel. And Michael Samani, attorney at law, and we're talking about social media law. And FTC is the regulatory agency, and they're trying to keep up with with advertising and the use of the social media by businesses
2: primarily. You know, when I first got this guest... I thought we were going to talk about your social life <laughs> and how we keep it legal. Well, that wouldn't take about, about
1: two minutes. So, so uh, we'd have the whole show to just sit here and do nothing. But Oh, this has been a bummer for uh, me. Uh, yeah, but anyway, uh, the social media law, is, as I was saying, the FTC is the regulatory agency. How aggressive are they? And if they find something, are they real nasty right away or are they, okay, you may not know what you're doing, but we're, we're going to tell you so you can correct it. How do they compare with the IRS?
3: <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that's a good question, actually. So, so it depends on the context. So if, with the FTC, a lot of times what you'll see in some new issues, new areas um, – they will. They'll kind of shoot a warning shot across the bow first. They'll say, you know, look, we haven't really addressed this issue with before because it's a new technology. Um, we're not going to take action against you right now.
2: How do they contact you?
3: They. Oh, they. They know. They. Have, they have people that monitor social actually media. Social media. Yeah, like, okay. absolutely. So <laughs> absolutely. They'll,
1: they'll contact you, email or something like that.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and I mean you'll get you'll get served depending on what, what they're doing. So they they okay. can bring civil suits. They can bring regulatory right. actions. Those sorts of things. Right. It's usually regulatory action through the FTC. Um, but yeah, and, and it can be on a state level too through the the state attorney general. So like in Florida we have what we call the Little FTC Act. And the big difference there is it's this it's basically the same language as the FTC Act but the the under the federal FTC Act only the FTC can take action against you. Under Florida law there's a private right of action for consumers. So the consumer can actually sue you on the same issue under state law so the ftc will look at those issues and, and as these new technologies come up usually what they'll do is say hey look, like, we haven't really addressed the issue in this context so here's here's our opinion of it and this is what we think you should do and from that point on it's like okay we've we've warned everybody everyone knows what how what, where we're looking at this uh issue and from this point forward we're going to expect everyone to comply with it so this is
2: an opinion rendered by then you could Correct. fight this opinion I mean, if you got a group together and said, well, wait a minute, this is our opinion of this. Uh, yeah. Or does that work? Uh, not is really. No. Same thing as the IRS. <laughs> You're wrong.
3: Uh, yeah, it's uh, that's uh, fighting the government like that. Right. So that's a tall okay. order sometimes. But yeah. it, it's wh- no, you can do and, and different different bodies have different uh, standards too. So like there's a, a for for federal for uh, nationwide advertisers, there is a a, a a branch of the Better Business Bureau that actually does. It's a self regulatory industry where your advertisements. It's kind of a streamlined process for consumers to bring issues and and it helps. To kind of weed out some of the claims from the ftc or from courts um and they have a little bit different standards sometimes than the ftc and state courts will have different standards in the ftc under little mm. ftc acts mm. so it's none of it is, is exactly black and white where you can say this is or this is not compliant uh some of it you definitely know is or is not but a lot of times when you get in that gray area it's really knowing what what regulatory industries your bodies you're talking about and what courts uh, have how had have they've have construed that language, and then advising the client based on those constructions of the law.
1: Wow How how do they monitor the social media? Because I, I can imagine, you know, in the old days, you mm-hmm. know, when you just had radio, TV, and newspaper, a guy could just actually be sitting around in the office listening to the radio, reading newspaper, yeah. or watching TV. Sure. And there was a limited, you know... N- Limited way of, of of people doing it, Ad, advertising. Right now with the social media, you got literally what tens, hundreds, of millions billions. Of, of How do they
3: do information it? bits? A couple different ways they do it. They actually they monitor themselves, but they also have a mechanism for consumers to complain to them. And when they start getting a lot of complaints on a, on a business, they say, okay, let's take a look at this. Oh, I see. And and you can actually go FCC. Compla- excuse
2: me. Complaints mm-hmm? like what?
3: What are you talking well, also, about? Well, so like here? if a, if a consumer, what what a lot of times what we'll see is where a consumer will say, hey, look, this is this is the ad they ran or this is this the post that they had and I went to the store and they told me it was different. It was I, I had to do this uh, or I had to do that right. and they didn't That's disclose close. that and so I feel like I was taken advantage of and so they can, they, a lot of times the consumers will complain to the Better Business Bureau, the Attorney General, uh, the FTC, the, I mean the list goes on and one of those bodies will, they start getting a number of different complaints against a particular advertiser and business. They'll start saying, okay, look, we got to take a, a closer look at this one.
1: Okay. Oh, okay. And the, the whole idea of what Michael cement is doing with the breakfast series that he's presenting is to help you avoid all that, right? Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Because, you know, you're, you're wading into sort of a, uh, an area where there's a quicksand. And you can easily, you know, just step right into it, not not realizing. And the next thing you know, you're waist deep in this muck, trying to get out. And man, it's you, you spend a lot of energy and resources getting out of this mess, right?
3: Absolutely. Ignorance is no excuse either. Right? I right. Think, that's right? Uh, uh, that's so, a great one. Absolutely. No, that's 100 true. And that's that will come up. And that's you know, that's what a lot of times you get is the the, the businesses aren't aren't doing something like, hey, I'm going to deceive my consumers by right. doing this. It's usually yeah. they're, they're they they did not realize yeah, yeah, that and, that was an issue.
1: And, and believe me, the in intent excuse will not work for you no, not. I no will sirree. Not. No. don't rely no. on that uh-uh. exactly. we lost those emails yeah. uh-uh. that ain't gonna work. Uh, michael you're you're doing a breakfast series you did one you said uh, recently and you got another one coming up yes uh first of all how did you i mean you when you volunteered at score did you know that's what you were going to do or, or how did that all come about
3: so i had been to score for a, a couple different uh seminars that were going on I, right. i'd been to the national Entrepreneur Center for a couple different things, because I think it's always interesting stuff. And I like to be able to stay on top of new issues that are coming out. So it's always good to, you know, even if it's for my clients, it's good to know what what things are going on in the business world. So I had been to a couple of those, and I got to talking with a couple of different people there and said, hey, is there any way that, you know, I, I can help with anything? And one of the things that came up was we have two, you know, kind of big issues that, that you deal with on a day-to-day basis, and one is social media advertising, and one is employment law. Yep.
1: Yep. You deal with employment law as well. Well, we'll have to do that another we day. Do, yeah. <laughs> what,
2: what's your
3: next one coming up? I yeah. forgot. That is the employment law one. Yep. The employment. Oh, is that law? the breakfast series one, uh, one. Oh, okay. So the next one I'm doing is employment law. Last, oh, okay. The last breakfast series one I did was social media keeping it legal, right? And the next one is going to be on employment law. Uh,
1: are you going to be doing these on a regular basis, or is this just a
3: one time deal? We'll see. It sounds like from from talking to Score that was a, a big demand for the social media yes. one, and we actually cut off the advertising soon because there was too there were too many people registered. So we probably will do a. Either a the same presentation, one. some sort of there follow is up. Be,
2: yeah. Yes. Yep.
3: So yeah, we happy could, to do that. Talked
2: about it yesterday. Absolutely, most definitely. And yeah. I mean, like this stuff was attended down to the last chair. Is that right? Literally down to the last chair.
1: And you register for these uh breakfast series uh, programs by going to scoreorlando.org. That's scoreorlando.org. And Michael Samani's website is KPSOS dot com. That's the law firm that he uh is a are you a partner or just in, I'm a partner, yes. Okay, a yeah. partner at Kilgore Pro excuse me kilgore (laughs) kilgore perlman i'll just leave it there you go kpsos.com and the phone number for michael is
2: 407-425-1020
1: 407-425-1020
2: go ahead you know we have been pounding on this idea of Register, register, register. So you can get, or so you can get the materials. And not get left out. Okay. Well, the last two breakfast series, five people didn't get materials because they didn't register online. They were all walked in. Uh, Yep. So Uh, you're missing out, guys. You're missing out. Yep. Yeah. It's,
1: it's, you, you're coming away with the information, but not the reinforcements, uh, which are the handouts, the materials that you take with you. And Michael, when is the the uh, labor law that, series uh, series coming up?
3: That one we have coming up in it's it's the week after next, so we'll I know that's being uh, starting to be promoted now. Yes, So it is. it's we'll we'll um, get that one think I'm sure that the flyer will come out very soon on that one as well. Right. And that's uh, uh, yep.
1: Wednesdays that these are, right? Yeah. Wednesdays, so uh, that once again, you go to scoreorlando.org to register for that scoreorlando.org. And uh, that'll be on labor law issues, and uh, I assume with labor law you have to deal with the uh, Affordable Care Act. Is
3: that you do some? We're, we're probably going to be focusing mostly on. So, what a lot of my uh, you know small business, medium sized business clients have have had recently come up is the new changes to the Department of Labor's overtime laws. So, oh so those are big those issues. Those go into
1: effect at the end of the year, correct? Do yeah. correct. And that's yeah. going
3: to be something that's that every employer is going to have to deal with that has you know that the subject to the FLSA. So we'll deal with some of those issues. We'll deal with some uh, discrimination, sexual harassment, those sorts of things, and, and getting actually on this topic, getting a social media policy in place for your employees. So yeah. that's that's another another part of that, that uh, whole discussion. A social
1: media policy for the employees. For the employees, yes. There's, so, there's, so what do you mean by that? If they go shooting off their mouth or something like that on it?
3: Yeah, they, they go shooting off their mouth, and, and some of it can be attributable to the employee, or you also have the situations where there can be uh, different employees bullying one another during you know, for their social media, you have uh, there's there's just a, a, a host party. of different issues. Yeah, a third party can instigate it. Absolutely, there's a host of issues that you that you, you really would be advised to well advised to have a social media policy for your employees so that you and, cover those issues. And this
1: this is not for your employees using your website or something. This is for employees using their own.
3: It's both. It's both. both. Yep. Okay. It's, it's both. And it, while uh, you're at work, while you're at work, right. and and then also, you know, you and, and there's there's a, there are limitations, right? Because there's there are laws about what you can and cannot have employees Curriculum. do, right? Um, and, and you don't necessarily want to infringe on any of their rights to be able to talk about the terms and conditions of their employment. Sure, that's that's something I you got. don't want okay. to do, and that's that's actually a lot of places where employers will inadvertently overstep. Uh, so that's something that you have to be very, very careful of. But it's, but those, those kinds of policies where you want to make sure everyone is being respectful. Uh, there's, there's nothing, uh, in the company, you know, if, if they're, if they're talking bad about management, that's actually an area where you, they may be okay to do that. So that's, that's where you need to be careful about the, uh, the, the National Labor Relations Act and how that applies to social media. So if you get a policy in place that you can implement, that's, that's your best policy because you're not going to have to, as wow. a as a one by one incident, take it take it that way. Okay. Now so we'll many, just, we'll many
1: small business yeah. go ahead. Well I just wanted to underline that if you're a business out there who has employees, you mm-hmm. may not be using the social media. Correct. But your employee could be and you need to have a policy in place
2: Absolutely. just for
1: that reason. Absolutely. So I just sure. wanted to stress that. Go ahead. Okay. Rich.
2: Many of the small businesses use independent contractors. And I understand that the labor law here is really, really taking a close look at the use of independent contractors with the definition... Etc. Is that
3: true? That's absolutely true. There's been the Department of Labor has had a misclassification initiative going on for the last couple of yeah. years, yeah. and it's just I mean you see one case after another where they were they say hey you were you misclassified this person yeah. they really weren't an independent contractor they were they were economically bound to you they didn't go to any other jobs they yeah. you yeah. know this was something that they were really should have been classified as an employee and because they were really let's look back a couple of years and say how what did you really owe them for overtime for their yeah. minimum wage oh, yeah. for their you know if, yeah. if your contribution. Contributions to their their taxes
1: and if they paid the your contribution for social security you right. have to reimburse them as right. well as the government.
3: it gets very messy and that, and Yeah, yeah that happened
2: right. to microsoft during my yeah. era yeah.
1: It, it's listen if there's any doubt i don't know if they still do but the irs irs used to put out a publication basically what is an employee yeah
2: right.
1: and there were like 24 or 25 or however many questions and if you answered yes to any one Right. That person was an employee. Not Nine. all, but any one. Right. And one question might be, do they wear your uniform? If yeah. they do, do yeah. they show up at a, do you tell them yeah. when to show up? Right. Do you and tell them what days to work. Part, do you tell them what to do? Part of the hard part about that. tell them what to work on. Exactly. exactly. Yeah,
3: it's it's what you, if you're controlling the means of the way they do their work right. so you can still do. All right. All all right. The one thing
1: we can't control is the clock. We're out <laughs> of time. We'll be right back with more of what's to score. <laughs>
2: Okay, welcome back to What's
1: the Score? The show designed to help you come up with that winning combination. Today, we're speaking with Michael Samani. He's an attorney, and his specialty is social media law. And guess where he is talking about that? That's right, folks, on the radio, because this is still one of the most effective ways to get a message to the public. And, of course, you can do it in several different ways. Radio advertising is still very effective. You can do that, uh, or you can have your own radio show like this one, which has been very beneficial to score here in Orlando. Yeah. And it's real easy to do, and the man to talk to is Bill Files. He's the station manager here at Salem Media Group. He's been in radio all his life. He's He's got the passion for it, and he would love to explain to you how very easy and relatively inexpensive it is to be on the radio, having your voice and or your message you <laughs> just sent out through the airwaves and across the internet into who knows how many ears Directed and onto your target market. Exactly, and that's the best part, yep. is uh, they can aim it right at the people you want to hear it. With four great stations here in Orlando, the Salem Media Group is here to help you get your message to the people you want to hear it. 407-618-1760 is Bill Files' phone number. 407-618-1760. Give him a call. Let him uh, tell you how to be on or in radio, and I'll tell you what—you won't be sorry for it. Where do you get the voice? What's that? The voice—they can provide those. They can provide those voices. Well, it, that's the beauty of a radio. You can you can either okay. do it yourself, uh-huh. or you can have a voice to speak for you okay, but it's so your you, it's a message. rental voice type thing <laughs> yeah, right okay right. got it that's the beauty of this uh, <laughs> you know when i first started doing our radio show 6 years ago i'd never been in radio business before
2: and uh, so been, you developed that yeah, voice you have I had suppose, voice training or? i
1: suppose it's just me it's just it's me just, you. Rich, <laughs> just okay. me and uh, but they made it so easy here at Salem Media uh, you know all we really had to do was come in Start talking. Yeah. They take care of all the production, and it's all included. And uh they make it as easy as possible and as effective as possible.
2: And I heard, like, sponsoring shows and stuff, like your show, for instance, yeah, is very flexible. I mean, you work with people that are coming in to uh, try to sponsor you and that sure. kind of thing.
1: Sure, yeah. Radio sponsorship's a great way to, once again, really reach a core audience. Because if you sponsor a show that people loyally listen to, it's like having your... Uh, your your business plastered on the church. side of it. It's of like a going block? to church. Well, it's, no, exactly. it's we like it. We liken it more to NASCAR uh, racing. Yeah. <laughs> all right, right where all right. if your driver drives for Tide, you use Tide yep. to wash your wash your clothes, <laughs> exactly. right? I mean, that's just the way it is. <laughs> we have a lawyer so, here, so uh, be careful what you, you saying, say. Yeah. So yeah, did we overstep well, our bounds? You're, okay. you're okay. All okay. All yeah. right.
2: Thank yeah. you. The word for that. Watch your wallet on the way. All
1: right, Michael Samani is a uh, volunteer at score breakfast series there 's another one coming up with the labor law, which believe it or not also you know comes under the umbrella of social media law because yep. of the world that we live in today so if you have employees uh, or intend to have employees. You need to go to this breakfast series. And uh, as we were just saying before, these things are hot. This this is a hot commodity. The this IRS is series.
2: really really scrutinizing no, I was, independent contractors. Well, that too, it's but hot. I was
1: talking about getting into these breakfast series. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, you got to go to the website and uh, register like stay or, with
2: me here. scoreorlando.org,
1: okay. <laughs> scoreorlando.org. But as Rich was just saying, this is nothing. This is really I mean no laughing matter. Sure. Because this can be a, a real drag on a business if they just even if it's innocent they're not gonna you know intent is no excuse absolutely ignorance
3: is not bliss and it's significant i mean we have we've had clients who have had plaintiff's attorneys go through you know employee after employee after employee if they know there's misclassification with one there's going to be misclassification with others and it just snowballs right you You know don't
2: mess around with that you got that right if you think you're an independent contractor you better check yeah, you know all the guys well, you work in the construction yeah. trade so you know. Yeah. yeah. How many independent contractors are there that really aren't independent contractors that it, could get bit? Well,
1: that's 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 true. Yeah. And uh it's you
2: see it a lot with uh roofers
1: and stuff like exactly. that. Sure. Where they're, exactly. Where their their laborers are treated as contractors, independent right. contractors. And now with me, I I am an independent contractor. You truly and, are. Yeah, I truly am. But uh Uh, but I don't have any employees and you know, it's, it's, so it's, uh, it's but it's 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 a minefield out there. Or as I said, it's you know you're walking into a jungle where there's quicksand, and you don't want to because you get into that stuff. It's just so difficult to get out of it. It, it can is. be
3: very time consuming. It's time consuming, and and what you know when I've dealt with, and I've dealt with a lot of FLSA lawsuits, and what you know, FLSA F, uh, Fair Labor Standards Act. So that's okay. the one with the where if if they're whether they need to be classified as independent contractor or employee. Okay, because if they're, if they're misclassified, then there's a whole lot. Of other things that there should be due to them, and under that statute, <clears throat> there's a one-way fees provision, and this is where a lot of businesses eh, they get frustrated, and they they you know almost to a business they, they say I feel like I'm being extorted right now because what happens is yep. if if a, a suit is brought against uh, an employer, and the idea is I didn't get paid minimum wage, I didn't get paid overtime, and it's because I was misclassified. Uh, if that employee wins, and so let's say they win a dollar. Well, now the business has to pay me for defending it has to pay their attorney for bringing it and has to pay that dollar. Now, flip that around. If, if the employer wins and says, no, look, we, we paid everything exactly right to the penny, they don't pay our fee. They don't pay the employer's fee. So they're still on the hook for paying to defend them oh so that goodness. one-way fees provision really uh, ch- changes the incentives and it, and it really incentivizes people to say you know I don't know I feel like I may be on and may not have been paid correctly let's bring a suit and find out and and the you know progressing in that suit is yeah, something nothing that, to lose there's nothing to lose oh, nothing So this is
1: the sort of thing he'll be discussing at the breakfast series on labor law coming up here in a couple of weeks. But don't wait. Go to scoreorlando.org and get signed up for that thing. And it will be held in the morning. They start at 830, don't they? Yeah. 830 at the National Entrepreneur Center. There's a networking... 8.30 to 9. Okay, and and then the presentation. So that's National Entrepreneur Center, and you go to scoreorlando.org to sign up for that. And, of course, the Entrepreneur Center is in the Fashion Square Mall. For the few minutes we have left, uh, let's go back to social media law in general, not just labor law, but social media law in general. Because there are so many businesses out there that are relying now on social media for their business. Right. Um obviously now that that you're presenting these series this is one way to for someone to get familiarized with this or they can go to the ftc.gov but most people aren't going to be prepared, you know, to be able to understand, you know, what they're reading there. Sure. Most likely, uh, and that that's that's no slide on the average person. It's just going to be a lot of legalese. I would take it.
2: It's a slide on the government, right? right. right.
1: Uh, is there another way that people can? Is there like a website that puts out constant alerts? You know, this is the latest thing. Do you guys do a newsletter?
3: You know, I actually I do a blog, Law dot okay. I, I put that together, and a lot of that is ends up being social media, not not necessarily because it's it's geared towards that it's really advertising in general but a lot of it because there's so much social media advertising going on a lot of it tends to be social media advertising um i have done you know a lot of times and and like i said i like to help businesses out so i have you know created some sort of general checklist they can go through when they're doing their posts to just go look through it um you know see if if there's any issues that stand out and if it's something that they really have a question about you know, can always call me and we can talk it through. So I, I've, I've given that to some businesses and I can certainly, if, if anyone has any, any interest, that they can email me or, or call and I can get that to them as well. Okay.
2: Where do All, you write your blog, by the way, that you can get this information?
3: Uh, it's called, it's FloridaAdvertisingLaw.com.
1: FloridaAdvertisingLaw.com. Florida, okay. okay. uh, uh, just real quick, we just have a few minutes left. Uh, you mentioned contests. Uh, those yes. are some, some one of the things people need to be very careful about. Absolutely. Are there two or three others that are, that are big red flags for the FTC?
3: Yeah, you know, so, uh, disclosures we talked about is, is always a big one. Uh, one of the other issues is, uh, that's always there is, is, uh, copyright and trademark issues, making sure that you're only, not only protecting yours, but not inadvertently infringing on someone infringing, else's. Yep. Uh, and then you also always have, uh, you know, you know, right to privacy and right to publicity issues. So if you're using someone else's, like, for example, if someone posts, uh, in your, and we'll go back to the restaurant, uh, hypothetical. If someone posts a picture of themselves in your restaurant and, and you see that online, as the owner of that restaurant, you, you don't have the right to just take that post and post it yourself again and you're on your business site. That's, they have a, you know, you're using that for a commercial purpose now and that person has a right to their publicity.
1: They can, they can huh. put it on your place, but you can't you then can't. Yeah, re- so
3: redo, if, redo it. If, they, if what for, if you, yeah.
1: what if the restaurant tour takes the photograph of the person? They're just, uh, an event's going on there. And and they take a photograph and they got a whole room full of people. Random. So
3: room full of people that, that, you, you're not, uh, it's, it's, they're not identifiable people. That's what we have a lot. And that is, that in and of itself is okay. You're the photographer. So you're the owner of the copyright part of that. Okay. The right to publicity part doesn't come in and right to privacy doesn't come in as much because the privacy part, you're in a public area. The publicity part, they're not identifiable. So that part is okay. But usually what I tell clients to do too is if you have someone who you're going to use something that, that's identifiable for them, Get a publicity release. We can get you a publicity release really easily, and all you do is say, "Hey, I want to have you know, I want to use your picture online," and right. they say, "Well, of course, you know, that'd be great," right. and the, have them sign it, and you're good to go. Right, do you right. end
2: up paying these
3: guys if they if you take their picture and use it someplace else? A lot of times they don't. I mean, a lot of times it's going to be you know for the for the release itself. You can have consideration in oh, Florida. Just the release, for the, is right? Good enough. Yeah, you can you can set it up so there's not there, you don't need monetary consideration oh, okay. for it. All right. One, one quick
1: question: You've mentioned disclosure over and over again. Mm-hmm. What's a good disclosure?
3: what's a good disclosure well the the biggest disclosure is making sure if you have if you have a claim that you're making uh, any, any kind of advertising claim that you're making if there's anything that's material that would change that or if anything that a consumer would need to know that would make a material difference in whether they wanted to come to your store or, or patronize your business those things have to be disclosed the right way it's not so much and I, and I just actually posted something about this before there's a there was a, a business that made a disclosure and, and really they made it properly but the way they disclosed it wasn't wasn't sufficient so the the way ftc looked at it was it's inadequate so i'm not even gonna look at it I, you you have it in there but a consumer is not going to understand it the way that you understand it and It was about beacon scores actually so if you had uh, to you had to have a certain 800 or above beacon score to yeah, qualify yeah. and if you didn't have that you 800 know, you 800 or above right so what the, what the ftc said well hey only 20 well, percent of consumers so have that combined <laughs> Maybe the three of us. I don't even know what you're <laughs> talking about. So I don't know. What's yeah. your, <laughs> your credit score? Oh, yeah, okay, all right. Well, yeah. I so forgot about those that are the sort of things. Here. You would want to make <laughs> sure you include. Okay, yeah. all right. Michael
1: Samani has been <laughs> with us today. He is with Kilgore Perlman, a, a law firm here in town. KPSOS.com dot com is their website. KPSOS.com. dot com. And what was your blog again?
3: Uh, it's Law
1: dot com. dot com, where he, he talks a lot more about this sort of thing. And obviously, this is. Something. And another thing, if you're in business and you need to be up, up to snuff on this sort of thing. You so, really
2: do. Absolutely.
1: And don't forget to take advantage of the breakfast series. The uh, The one on labor law is coming up, which will include social media law, has having to
2: pertain with label, labor law. And independent and, contractors. <laughs> exactly. Right.
1: And you need to go to scoreorlando.org to register for that. That's scoreorlando.org. So uh, once again, Michael, I want to thank you for, for being on the show today. Well, thank it's you so for having me.
2: Fascinating, yeah, fascinating, top fun. Absolutely. I really thought you came to investigate him. <laughs> I
3: thought I did, too. <laughs> <laughs> I was misled. All right, okay. All right. well, we'll, have to do
1: we'll have to do that some other time. Some other time. All right. When you have more than an hour. All right, so once again, uh, thank you, folks, for listening to What's the Score. Don't forget to visit us at scoreorlando.org and like us on Facebook at Score Orlando. And uh, don't forget to tell your friends and family about us as well. That's going to do it for this week. See ya.
2: That she's back in the atmosphere with drops of Jupiter in her